boys episode nine right nine nine, nine, yeah. nine. happy new year took, took a little yeah. happy new year took a little holiday hiatus there uh not really much was going on in the baseball world except for carlos correa creating uh eternal enemies <laughs> um but yeah we're back uh we're of course going to do our weekly thing we run down all the transactions that happened uh and then we're going to jump into a little new year new rules kind of look at the new rules that are coming to mlb in 23 Kind of give our gut check reactions on them, see how they feel, look into the logistics of them, and uh, kind of go from there. Yes, so, uh, yeah, so want to we can <laughs> jump right into some of the bigger transactions. I know we got a list; we don't have to touch on all of them, but we got a list of yeah. some of the the bigger ones. Want, I, I go ahead. I think we should start with Correa. I was gonna say where well, you already brought it up. Might yeah, well start with Correa. Yeah, so what an absolute shit show. <laughs> Well, now it sounds so. Yeah, so if you don't know, Carlos Correa unformally signed with with the Giants, had his suit and tie on, ready to go out for the freaking presser to be announced as a Giant, and then uh, the Giants basically they they cut the cord and uh, just decided they were out on because uh, of a, an ankle injury from 2014 or something. And then the old Stevie Cohen sitting on a beach in Hawaii goes, yeah, fuck it. We'll pay him 300 milli. Why not? To play yeah, third base? Not? Sure. And now they're not liking his ankle either. But my first gut reaction is, why is the ankle as much of an issue if you're going to play him at third base instead of shortstop? It's a step in a step in a dive. It's not like shortstop where you really need a lot of range. Right. Maybe it's maybe it's that they think it's an actual injury risk, <laughs> not a mobility thing. That's all I can think of. I, I just don't understand. Like, something must have seriously gone wrong if this is still, like, lingering around. Yeah. And why haven't we heard anything on it in the last seven years? Yeah. Well, so I guess like, I it, saw a clip that uh, he didn't end up going to the injured list. He left a game this year sliding into second base, and that ankle hit the base weird, and he left the game. And I think that's what a lot of teams are looking at. That kind of it's, still, it's still an injury that's – that's prone to reagitation, that it's still uh, yeah. s- something that's lingering. So, I don't know, to me, it seems like it would be less of an issue if you're putting him at third as opposed to um, shortstop. So, turn him into a yeah. first baseman. It's over. Over the hill. He's don't 28 years first. old. Over the hill. 29 <laughs> years old. Yeah. yeah. Hey, he still hit him, him in at first base. Well, the thing is, though, they're, they're, they're then signing a third baseman to shortstop money. And it's kind of like, really? Yeah. yeah Uncle Stevie likes weird. people. It's fine. Uncle Stevie. He's just addicted to spending money. It's fine. Well, and then, so then you have a, a log jam for the Mets too, because then you have Eduardo Escobar, who to me should become the DH. And then you have yeah. Daniel Vogelback that's not going to get to play. And I feel like he could play for another team. One of them so, will be traded, I bet. Yeah, it's got to be Vogelback. I can't imagine yeah. why they would trade Eduardo Escobar, switch hitter who can hit from both sides, and he can play. I think the outfield, he can play corner outfield positions and third base and second base, maybe even two. So, 
Vogie. It'll just be weird to see Vogelbach knock in a Mets Danny uniform. Danny Burgess. <laughs> Danny Burgess. Uh, uh, so what yeah, you guys eat kinda... before the games? Uh, a lot of acai bowls. Bullshit. <laughs> he ain't eating no damn acai bowls. That man is eating freaking 10-pound burgers. Um, He's yeah, on the that hot dog diet. Oh, yeah. Yeah, just like uh, uh, Phil Kessel. Yep. Um, <laughs> so that kind of covers Korea. There's not really a lot of there's not a lot of a lot of rumblings going on about that. It's kind of just wait and see. All I, although I have heard that it's basically almost guaranteed that he will get it done with the Mets because um, the MLB has a PR policy where um, and Steve Cohen is the only one that does it. They don't want owners tweeting out that they've come to agreement with players and stuff like that. They don't want the team actually announcing that they've come to agreement with them yet. Yeah, yeah, exactly like this, and that's why the Giants never, the Giants Giants never, well, the Giants never announced it. It was reporters that announced it. That's why they were able to back out. Uh, It was reporters. The Giants never announced it. So that the and then especially the owner never came out and like, oh yeah, we signed Carlos Correa. (laughs) But now I guess uh, the the MLB front office is kind of holding Cohen in the Mets hostage to the situation basically, and are almost making him get the the deal done. Although Correa has said that he's not open to renegotiating. Yeah. So, so I don't know. that'll be interesting to follow and see what actually comes of it. Right. Um, I think then the next biggest one after that is probably the Dalton Varsho trade to the blue Jays. Yeah. Um, I like it. I'm just I'm not, away I'm not really a fan would, of get, get, give up get, Gabby Moreno. Yeah, I feel like that's um, that's just a lot to give up. Guriel is fine. He's a that's a good trade piece to use. But what were his numbers last year? Yeah, so I mean that dude hit 27 homers last year, 74 RBIs, 16 swipes, a five WAR. Yeah, he has a career 6.7 WAR and he had a five last year. So that tells you. Um, Pretty good. Last year. Well, his projections just continue to rise every year. He's doubling his numbers virtually. So, yeah. Yeah, he's and he's only he's 25. So uh, it's it's a good sign or a good move by the Blue Jays, I think, ultimately, because oh. Gabby Moreno, I think, is 23, 22. Let's see. By the Blue Jays or by the Diamondbacks, he made. I mean, theory, it's actually a, it's a it's really a good move for both. Yeah, that's it. A... Yeah, Gavin Moreno's twenty-two going into his age twenty-three season, and Varsho yeah, already has did. three years under his belt. So I mean, it's not a that's yeah, you're trading getting a catcher of the future. So right, and the Jays are just which they make sense for the Jays to do it because they're more in a position to win now than later. They will be in a position to win later, but this catcher is a perfect middle ground to give them now and later. So the trade makes sense. Uh, You hate to give up Gabby Moreno, but you're giving up a young catcher for a young catcher. So, well, Arizona uh, didn't even have Varsho playing catcher. He didn't play a single game at catcher this year. I don't think. Yeah. So they could be putting him. Well, but they're not going to use him at catcher either because they have Alejandro. Right. Yeah. So he'll either DH or. Outfield. I gotta imagine he'll probably D maybe DH and then they'll because Tapia DH'd a lot last year. 
I got to imagine yeah. they'll probably move Tapia to the outfield and have Varsha DH. Tapia but gone, I thought. Arizona didn't have a need for outfielders anymore. Like, they had Jake McCarthy, they had Corbin Carroll, they had Varsha mm-hmm. out there, obviously, but they have Alec Thomas, who can play center, Paven Smith. Like, they're loaded with young outfielders. Well, they had, they, Cattell played short mostly for them, right? Uh, or did he play mostly outfield, uh, too? Perdomo played a lot of shortstop. Yeah, so no, Cattell uh, must have played outfield then. Kittel played 137 games at second. Interesting. Okay. Like, Tapia was non-tendered by the Blue Jays. Interesting. Okay. That's a weird move. But, I feel uh, like he had a good year. Yeah. Rockies legend, <laughs> Rymel Tapia. Blue Jays just pick up the uh, uh, Rockies. Jared, there's one. Uh, yep, that's one. Uh, they did the <laughs> same thing with Gritchick, Tapia. Hmm. Uh, but, um, was the other way. Oh, was it? Was he? He was with the Blue Jays and the Rockies. Blue Jays first. Uh, was it? Yeah, he plays for the Rockies right now. <laughs> oh, does he? <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, I thought it was backwards. No, he started with the, the, the Jays. Yeah. Um, um, let's see who else we got here. The Murphy trade. Yeah. That, trade um, and extension. The, Extended him, what, seven years? The, I Six, I think. Horrible trade. <laughs> they got, like, pitching well, prospects, and I feel like that's the only – those are the kind of the prospects that they don't need. Because um, I feel like it, especially cheap pitching is kind of a dime a dozen. You can usually throw a lot of guys out there that would get you outs without breaking the bank. But let me see. who I know Kyle Miller, I think, was part of that deal. Um did Travis Darno like not play this year? Or was he like DH? Like what he, happened? Uh, him and he split time with uh, William Contreras, I believe. Yeah, because Contreras ended up being an All Star at DH, and was yeah, yeah, because Wilson was the starting catcher for the NL. Yeah, Darno played one hundred and seven games at catcher. So, yeah, so actually, uh, Atlanta gives up William than... Contreras. And, uh, so William Contreras went to the Brewers, and the A's got Kyle Miller and Freddie Tarnock. And uh, who did Manny Pena go to? I think the Braves. So Manny he went Pena to the Braves. went to the Braves too? Yes. No, it says Athletics. Sorry. His no, A's. A's. Manny Pena yeah, went his... to A's. Yeah, his picture is Braves. I'm seeing Athletics next to it, yeah. So, so A's got Esteri Ruiz, Manny Pena, Kyle uh, Muller, Freddie Tarnock, Royber Salinas. Yeah. Braves got Sean Murphy, and then the Brewers get William Contreras, Joel Payamps, Payamps and Justin Yeager. Yeah. Just a weird trade. Yeah, there's a lot of like, moving pieces. Yeah. Right. Team trades in the MLB are always weird like that, I feel like. I mean, happy for... I mean, uh, A's... Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say happy, happy, for, happy for Murph to go play with Ollie, <laughs> Matt Olson. That's all yeah. I was going to say. Cool reading. But uh, A's, A's are making out like bandits, dude. Like, obviously, they're not in any position to contend right now. So you got a number eight prospect, a number one prospect, a number six, and a number 18. And then you get Manny Pena. Who's the number one, Miller? Yeah, Kyle Muller. Yeah, Muller. He's the club's club's number one. I shouldn't say number one prospect, but the club's number one. I don't know. They're just – the A's 
It's weird to me to see the A's going out and trading for prospects because all the A's historically do are breed them into legit big league talent and just trade them. So, like, it's just like... That's why teams aren't uh, afraid of trading their prospects. They know there's a chance they could trade back for them. Maybe. It's just a breeding ground. It's like yeah. it's like uh, in soccer when you put a player out on loan to go play for another team to develop. You don't got a <laughs> yeah, spot for him. I never understood that shit. I'm like, it's basically you don't got a spot for him, but you want him to go play somewhere else to develop, and then you bring him back after. Like that's what all these teams are doing. Sending the A's are everyone's quadruple A team. It's fine. You just send your players yeah. there. They get yeah. a little uh, either humbled or just worked on a little bit, and then they come back. Oh, yeah, I don't know. The, the A's are a dumpster. I don't know what the hell's going on there, but yeah. Atlanta's just getting better by the day. I don't know. Like getting... getting rid of William Contreras is weird to me. I, I kind of think Sean Murphy's an upgrade. I feel like it is, but you're also going from a guy that's a homegrown player to a guy that's yeah, new to the system. At some point, you got to just kind of look past that shit, though. Right? Like, you got to trade I, I, talent yeah. for homegrown. I guess. I, don't know, I get what seems, you're saying, and I agree yeah. with you, but at some point you got to just seems like you're, to cut ties. You're, you're going to invest a lot of time to make this guy a viable big league option. Because so. I got to imagine he's – I mean, he's a gold glover, so I got to imagine he's going to catch and Darno will DH. Um, yeah. So we can – I want to uh, look – yeah, you can go ahead and start. I'm just going to look at okay. – uh, I was just going to say Michael Conforto and uh, Taylor Rogers to the Giants. That Taylor Rogers signing is so cool for me. Yeah, going to play with his twin brother. Pitch with your brother. Yeah, not just brother, twin brother. Right. That's just that's cool to me. I mean, his his parents are probably like, thank God. (laughs) (laughs) We don't gotta go to two different places. We can just just get one jersey and just don't put the number below it. (laughs) Yep. Yeah, uh, that's that's <laughs> cool for me. How do you guys think Conforto's going to fare in San Fran, though? I mean, it's tough putting – I mean, he's a lefty power bat. I mean, I was going to say lefty power bats go there to die, but Barry Bonds right. did it. So, Brandon Belt is at a dec- – I just – I don't know. I'll have to see. If he can hit gap to gap, I think he'll be good. I can't imagine he'll be an everyday player to begin like the first couple months of the season, I got to imagine he'll probably be playing three, four games a week, and then he'll probably Get go up to. Well, who else do yeah. they have? They got Jock, but Jock's not going to yeah, play got outfield. Jock, Tyro Estrada. Um, who'll be playing in Judge. Um, <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Uh, damn. Uh, they still have Lamont Wade. Is he still over there? Is that a, yeah. is that a thing? Well, I think did Brandon Belt re-sign with them? No, Brandon no. Belt hasn't signed anywhere He's yet. He's still free agent. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see. So this one had their projected lineup. So they got Mike Yastrzemski. So they're, this is their projected lineup. Um, they have Tyro Strada at second, Yastrzemski in outfield, Hanager in the outfield, and Fordo. Oh, that Hanager is a, too. Hanager. That's a horrible defensive outfield. <laughs> yeah. Yastrzemski, Hanager, and Conforto. Then you have Jock at DH, Wilmer Flores at third, JD Davis at first, Crawford at short. But I don't. They're still riding it out with Ben. Where'd they Crawford. have Jock? Was Jock even in there? DH. Oh, okay. Um, I would put. Ha- no, maybe not. I was gonna say put Jock at first and JD at DH. JD sucks. 
Jock's kind of a liability on defense too, though. Hey, listen, yeah. defensive wise, the Phillies did it. They made it to the World Series last year. Hey. Can we get a yawn counter for Sam? That's one. Hey, listen, it is eight thirty-nine in the morning, day of pod. <laughs> I went to bed at one thirty last night. Why? Playing too much. Extra playing too much eyes. UFC. Yeah. Um, uh, nah, never mind. I won't bring it up now. Why? <laughs> I texted you at ten nineteen and said you still on and never heard back. I was locked in. Sorry, broad. Get my grind on. Um, yeah, we can. I think there's one last like big one, and then we can kind of run through the other. Well, two. You want to touch on the two Red Sox that left? Uh, so we got DG in the hitting sheet. Oh, sorry. Would be Red Sox legend. Uh, but uh, Nate Valdi and JD. I think the JD trade for a year, ten million, is highway robbery. For what? Yeah, like the he's the kind of guy where he's he's basically a second hitting coach too. Well, look at like in twenty. When did he come? Did he come here in twenty eighteen or twenty seventeen? Twenty eighteen, I think, was his first year. Look, yeah, look at what he did for Mookie's bat alone in twenty eighteen. From twenty seventeen, yeah, oh everybody, he, yeah, yeah, just insane. <clears throat> he was a major part of that twenty eighteen run and. Not even offensive wise, was just coaching the other players. Right. Like I mean, uh, offensive wise also, but JD yeah. he almost yeah. won the triple crown that year if Mookie didn't beat him on an average. <laughs> but he, he's damn just close. Insane. Um and then Evaldi to the Rangers. I uh, just like to say I called that one in the in the, the first episode or second episode whenever we did the predictions. Um is it, is it on here? Is it on here? Nathan Evaldi, both of you had him going to Texas. Yeah, it just uh, he slots in so well with that rotation. I think I, you could you could see him if they get another arm. He would be, um, I think he'd be a lights out closer. To be honest with you, I think he would be nasty out of the bullpen, out of the back half of a bullpen. I think that could be because what? How long did he sign for? Five years. I don't even think it was that long. I think it was three years. Let me see. I thought it was two. Uh, yeah, I don't think it was long. Maybe I'm tripping. Two years, thirty-four. Two so seventeen okay. AAV with a two million signing bonus. So two years. Um, I could if well, because so what's their uh, their rotation right now is looking like you got Degrom, Perez, Perez, Degrom, John Gray, John Gray. Uh, let's see, projected Rangers rotation. Dude, they're going to be scary, dude, especially once friggin' uh, Jack Leiter and Kumar get there. So, so this, one has, this one has Andrew Heaney. And, oh, yeah, go ahead. You're the same DeGrom, thing. Perez, John Gray, Heaney, and Otto Rizzi. So you slot Ivaldi in there probably at fucking three. I'd probably put him at the five. Move. I don't think... I think yeah. you got to remove Heaney like, out of that rotation. And... You think over Odorizzi? Yeah, put him in the bullpen. I'd put Heaney in the bullpen, leave Odorizzi Heaney as had, a start. Heaney's, Heaney's pitched better, out of the pen before. Heaney had better stat. Every single stat he had was better than Odorizzi last year. He had more wins, lower ERA, lower whip, more Ks, less walks. So, I don't know. That's a toss-up yeah. between Odorizzi and Heaney, but I think Avaldi's better than both those guys. So I agree. Uh, Absolutely. That's an interesting we've got been a lot of arms. We've been saying all offseason the Rangers need to do more with their bullpen or with their rotation. I think <laughs> that's the more they needed. I, I don't know. So they're so gonna they be scary to watch this year. 
they had a lot of guys with uh, pretty good numbers, actually, offensively. That's kind of crazy. Yeah. They had their top four guys had almost 30 home runs each. So their projected lineup is the exact same thing as last year. Simeon, Seager, Lowe, Garcia, Heim, Josh Jung, um, or Young, I think it's Young, right? Josh Young, Brad Miller, Leo D. Tavares. Um, yes. Why do they only have – they don't have a third outfielder listed in their projected line. <laughs> <laughs> it's a toss-up. We haven't played for That's why I'm like, I, was like, oh, they're, I, was, I was like, oh, they're running eight, man, because they're in the NL. I was like, well, one, they're in the AL, and two, there's Universal DH now, so that isn't that up. But. No, that's why they signed Evolve. He's going to play right field for him now. Oh, change. Okay. Yeah, Vince Velasquez <laughs> style. He's going to be just speaking. Of, you want to talk touch on the Vince Velasquez hype video oh that the Pirates God, released? Dude, like the Pittsburgh <laughs> Pirates, dude. Like, what are we doing? Listen, don't I thought it was. Bad about my I Pittsburgh thought it was Pirates, funny, right? honey. They're trying. I, I thought it was funny, <laughs> yeah, honestly. Vinny V, Man's come on to come in and save that franchise. <laughs> Instead yeah, of until they until, wins, they'll have thirteen this year. Don't until worry. Brian Reynolds goes to the Yankees. Um, um, that's happening. Is that it way. for free agents that we want to oh, touch yeah. on for now? I mean, we can kind of just run Segura. down the other ones that happened. You got uh, Segura to the Marlins. You got uh, oh, Brandon Murray to, to the, the Angels. Yankees. Yeah, Rodon to the Yankees. I, like, I think that's not as big of an impact signing as a lot of people are thinking it is. Like, sure, it it gives you another guy to that rotation, but to me, that's not really what they need. Pitching isn't really their issue, but that's what they're going out spend money on, spending money on. Um, I think their issue is finding in baseball. Yeah, with Frankie Montas, please go fuck yourself. Kermit, yeah, Kermit Cole just to get his titties lit up every time he comes to Boston, he can or any time he steps on the mound in the postseason. I was thinking he'd be the greatest regular season pitcher. He can't. He wants to be. Figure it out in postseason, then comes out. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Well. Uh. Hey. You know. Listen, Garrett, I got to get that as a sound bit on the soundboard, the Garrett Cole hype up hey, speech after bro. he broke the strike at record. Uh, listen, uh, so, yeah, uh, let's go do this thing. You sound like Rick uh, Morty from Rick and Morty. <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't know, Rick. Come on, Morty. Yeah, we got... Rodon, I think, is not that big of a signing, to be honest with you. Um, you got uh, Jury of the Angels, solid signing. Gallo to the Twins, I like that one. Um, I think that that's a great spot for Gallo to kind of refine himself in a low-pressure um, low situation. Low pressure. Yeah. And they got a nice little porch out there in right field. So I, you could see him at 35, 40 bombs this year, I think. If he gets back to his old self, that's a, that's a park that's built for his swing. Oh, Carpenter to the, to the Padres, I think, is low-key a phenomenal signing. Um, <laughs> that dude basically... I his Instagram post. I didn't see it. No, I didn't uh, see he, it. he posted something after he signed with the Dodgers and said, thanks, Yankees. Sorry I sucked in the playoffs. You mean the Padres? Imagine. No, when he played for the Yankees. Yeah, but you just said when he signed with the Dodgers. Oh, Padres, sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Right. And then, yeah, but I think that's a great signing by them. Um, the uh, the dude basically gave, like, had a renaissance. He like came out of nowhere and just had a legit year. Like turned into like a good bat off the Which bench. Is just so. like so weird. Yeah, just uh, literally just out of nowhere. Totally out of nowhere. Yep. Um. So yeah, I think that runs down our signings. You want to jump into the uh, 
the uh, rule real, changes. Real quick before we do that, yeah. let's get. I'll give a quick uh, breakdown. So we have our our free agent sheet going. Mm-hmm. So we're waiting on four guys to sign or see where they go. So we're waiting on Chapman. We're waiting on Mancini. We're waiting on Brandon Belt, and we're waiting on Gary Sanchez. So, bringing up the rear with a grand total of 11 points. And me. Cam Lackage. Yeah, I figured. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Uh, middle of the pack with 13 points, Sam Gallagher. And uh, leading the pack by a substantial margin. Hi, how are you? 19 points. Uh, so, that's where we're at. Waiting Did on you get four a guys. Right? Did you get a Valdi right? Uh, I got I got a... No, I did not. But. Yeah. Yeah, you said. Exactly. Uh, you know who got Craig Kimbrell right, though? I, yeah. Did you get uh, DeGrom? Uh, yes, all three of us did. Okay. Yep. So we're, yeah, we're going down. And I'm pretty sure that, um, I think the only way that I could catch you is if Araldus Chapman, in fact, does not sign with a team. I think we said <laughs> I, get, I get five points if he doesn't sign yeah. with anybody. So that's Gone the only way forever. I could catch you. But, um. Yeah, that's uh, that's our only way of catching you, I think. Um, so we shall see. Yeah. We both got uh, who was it? Um, Zanino, right? Though, right? I think we both had Cleveland. Uh, I gotta open it back up again. Give me one sec. It'll take me two seconds. Sheets. Uh, free agents. Mike Zanino. Yes, you and me both had Cleveland. Cam had Tampa Bay. Imagine. It's Moneyball, Cam. Moneyball, Tampa. Yeah, they don't spend money. You're right. They just had the that. biggest signing in the do. history of their franchise. <laughs> yeah, but it was like, what, three years, 50 million or something? Yeah, like, yeah something it wasn't was big, but... Zach F. and Eflin. Hey, they beat the Red Sox. That's not, that's not saying a hell of a lot. Sorry. The, um, the so, yeah, Sox. let's uh, let's jump into these rule changes, and that'll kind of bring us through the episode here. So uh, I'm going to start with um, pitch timer. Yeah. Yeah, so essentially a 30-second timer between batters uh, uh, and then a 15-second timer um, when the bases are empty, 20-second timer between pitches with runners on base. Um, and I believe every time if you, you go past the timer, it's a ball. Um. And that's, I know it. Yeah, I don't know. I that's, know that part. Yeah. Whew. Well, what's the point of doing it if you're not going to enforce yeah, anything on it? Um, I mean, I they said they they ran it in the minor leagues and it significantly decreased the the uh, yeah, length cut of off play. twenty six minutes. Yeah. Yeah. On average. So, I mean, but the thing is, is beyond time of play, like I feel like rhythm with pitchers and rhythm with hitters too, like. Guys have a routine when you're getting in the box, when you're you take a pitch between pitches, what you're doing, and then like you're used to that that lull in between periods. So I'll, I'm curious to see how that affects certain batters and pitchers because this. I mean, what's his? Uh, who is it? Um, is it Christian? Not Christian Javier. Who is it on the uh, the the Astros? They call the human rain delay because the dude takes like six Garcia. Minutes. Yes, yeah. yeah. Garcia, dude literally takes like a full minute between pitches. <laughs> Isn't it they can't step out of the box either? Like, didn't that get put yeah, in? Yeah, I've been able to do that for a while. Oh, that? Okay. Yeah. yeah, one foot in the box. Um, the other thing that it helped with, too, is I'm reading on it right now, is uh, in the minors, stolen base attempts went mm. up. 
by that a significant sense. amount. Well, yeah, so, so I mean, there's and, no rhythm. There's no. I feel like right. it changes, um, changes looks. Which now actually, uh, it's going to be stolen base numbers is going to go even higher because now you have limited pickoffs. Yeah, I'm curious. It's. I feel like this is going to create a whole fiasco. So it says pitchers who violate the timer charged with an automatic ball. Batters who violate the timer are charged with an automatic strike. How many guys are going to get thrown out because these umpires are going to be watching that clock like a hawk and it's going to be like 30.01 and they're going to well, call think, a ball or a strike to, especially for a strikeout or a walk. Well, so I think uh, one of the things that they did in the minor leagues and they're using it to, the umpires don't have the clock. There's a clock on like the scoreboard of the Jumbotron that everyone can see. So that right, should, but that's what I'm saying. Close. The umpires are going to have to enforce it. So you right. you guys went to more minor league games than I did last year. Did you mm. notice it at all? Like, yeah, was it noticeable? They have a yeah, they have the clock. Not, but, not like yeah. the actual you can see the clock, but like any issues like that happening in the minors. Nah. No, I didn't see a single penalty. No. See, no, the, no, probably I went to ten, that's 12, my thing. 15 games last year. In the minors, year. which I get it, you do you doing in the minors is a lot different than doing it in the majors. I feel like that was a good way to test it. And if they had no issues, then they seemingly can bring it up. No issues. Mm. My overall arching thought process about any of these rule changes, do them in the regular season. If you want to speed up games, keep the playoffs, just baseball, how it is. I mean, I that's keep, what they did I with the, the ghost runner. Everybody up. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. There's certain things I think you can and can't like the ghost runner makes sense. Why you don't put that in the postseason. That's just like NHL, not doing shootouts in the postseason. Um, I didn't things. know. Uh, I didn't know they added um, pitchers only get two disengagements yeah. two mm -hmm. per per batter. Yep. Yep. So it's you're not going to see be... guys picking off friggin' five times. I actually didn't know that that, that that I didn't know that that included step offs. Too. That's interesting. I feel like yeah. that's going to that can cause a lot of problems, especially <laughs> come the end of the season when you're playing in a hostile environment. Yeah. You're yeah. See a lot weird. of steals. Well, yeah, well, and also, like, especially guys using pitch comms and all the issues yeah. pitch comms have had and guys have to step off because they can't hear the pitch comm. It's like, I feel like pickoffs is one thing, but step off, I feel like, is... Because step off is a lot quicker than a pickoff. Yeah. And if you're going to completely eliminate the pickoff, you got to give the pitchers some way to control the running game, which I guess uh, other... So one thing I was thinking about with the limited pickoffs, you're going to see the pitch out come out, come back quite a bit, I think. Because um, the pitch out basically is died. There's, the pitch out is not a thing anymore. But I think with them, the pickoffs, you will see the pitch out a lot this year. Um, which will be I interesting. This, which will be interesting because you get to see some of these catchers with absolute cannon arms, just like let it eat. So I'm all I'm all for that part of it. Um, but uh, just, I get what they're trying to do that in trying to bring back bring back more offense, more movement, and I do think a one way to do it is to look at stealing. Stealing was at an yeah. all-time low these last couple of years. You had to do something to do it. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't know if pickoffs and step-offs should be roped under the same boat. Um, but by limiting the amount of pickoffs and limiting the, all that, you do give uh, runners a good more opportunity to steal, especially with the bigger bases too. Yeah, I'm just I'm reading up on this stuff, and it's like. So mound visits, injury timeouts, and uh, offensive team timeouts do not count as disengagements, which That's is the like, thing I was going to say is how can the pitcher not step off, but the batter can call timeout. 
Right. So yeah. the mound, the mound visits shouldn't count. I agree. Injury timeouts shouldn't count, but uh, offensive team timeouts, like if a guy's in the box and he just calls time, he can call time as many, as well, many here, times here's, as he Here's wants. an easy curve to that. The pitcher gets two disengagements. The batter should get two disengagements. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's how you're going to do two. it. Yep. Well, cause you gotta think if you only get two, you're going to see a lot of pitches instead of stepping off. They're just going to stand there. Obviously, they yeah. have a 20-second time they have to worry about, but they're going to stand there for an extra second if they need it. They're not going to, you know, like, that's what you're going to see. So that, and that's and what the we other thing, If a team has used up all five of its allotted mound visits, so you use all five mound visits in your game prior to the ninth inning, you get an additional mound visit in the ninth inning. Which is like, weird. What? Yeah. That's just that strange. doesn't even make sense. This well, effectively serves as an additional disengagement. So that's all it counts for. It counts... A, as a disengagement, which is you only get two. One thing I'm noticing too, just... regarding the disengagements, really as pickoffs, if you only get two per plate appearance, no pitcher is ever going to throw over twice. Yeah, no. You're going to throw over once because the second you throw over twice, and that ba- the guy's, if it's a base stealer, he's going to go off first movement and he's gone. Yeah. Well, and no matter and what, he gets the base. Knowing, knowing you can't throw over, you can literally. Well, that's what Take I mean. As big a lead as you want. Well, that's why I'm saying the pitches are limited to two. You'll see a pitcher yeah. use one, and they're never going to throw over a second time unless it's like yeah. egregious. They know, you know what I mean? Because they just have to have lead. that in the batter's mind to keep him at bay, basically. Yeah. And I'm curious how long it's going to take for pitchers to adjust to this, and they're just like going to have like mental lapses, especially when they're out there, be like, "Okay, I threw over twice," but they don't realize or they don't recognize the rule, and they throw over a third time. How many? How much is that going to happen in the beginning so of the is, year, especially? Is that going to be counted as a ball too? I didn't read up. No, the the, the runner gets this. second base. The runner advances. Yeah, oh, it's like a balk. God, it's oh. basically just a balk. Yeah. You know who this is going to affect real bad because it affected when they took away Spider Tech. Kermit Cole. Garrett. <laughs> Fuck Kermit. Yeah, a shitter. He's going to have a tantrum on the mound the first time something happens to him. Oh, Kermie. Um, Anything else that we want to move on? Uh, I think that kind of touches on the pitch timer and violations in the disengagements. Yeah. It's uh, That'll be one I'll be curious to see. And I'm wondering, are they, are they using that stuff in the WBC? I wonder. Oh, that is That'd a good question. That'd be interesting question. to know. Have to look I, into that. Mm, yeah, I feel like it would make sense know. too. Yeah, to get some like live <laughs> game action with these rules in high pressure situations. Let's see, Let's see if I can find anything. I looked it up, and the first article is from 2017. That's not going to help. World Baseball Classic Tournament rules? Is that what you're looking at? Uh, yeah, I don't know. That can be something we look up this week, see if we can find that might That'll yeah. probably come out closer to the actual thing happening. When did, when did we say that starts again? In March. March 15th or 14th. Fire! So I think it's only two weeks, and then immediately after the season starts. Yep. Um, and also, uh, a couple, a couple developments on that. For the first time, Cuba is allowing defected players to play for Cuba, which I feel like is them just trying to like kidnap them and bring them back. <laughs> but, but uh, so like Randy Rosarena is playing for them. Um, uh, 
freaking uh, Jose Abreu, yeah, I'm, I'm Chappie, Chapman's right playing for him. So <laughs> that's his last uh, yeah, I think Aroldis Garcia, I think. Or Adolis Garcia, sorry. Shit on that. Uh, the other team, the back. team that looks insane, dude, Dominican Republic. Look at their pitching rotation. It's like Luis Castillo, Framber Valdez, Sandy Alcantara. Uh, Lu- uh, yeah, Luis Garcia, Framber Valdez, Luis Castillo, Sandy Alcantara. And I forget who their fifth is, but like that four right there is like insane. Isn't it Nestor? No. He's Cuban, actually. Is he Cuban? But I don't know if he's and playing Cuba for them. could actually have some sluggers, dude. Yeah. So, uh, Yoan Moncada, Luis Robert, uh, they're not confirmed yet, but they could join. Jose Abreu, Jordan Alvarez, yeah. Randy Rosarena. Yep. They could have a squad. Yeah, if they don't get burlap sacks thrown over their head and shipped off to Cuba before it <laughs> even starts. Just don't go to Cuba. They say you have yeah, for real. there. You're going to skip that one. <laughs> yeah. You can't make it. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll video Miami. call in. I'll video call in yeah. at practice. <laughs> you know, I um, want to be there, but I don't want to be there. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, we'll, we'll get we'll, – we'll do a whole WBC uh Oh, yeah. Episode. We're going to have a lot of content One thing on – I, I texted you guys this. Uh, one thing to keep in mind, Christian Yelich can play for Team Japan, which is yeah. pretty weird. His grandfather is Japanese, apparently. Um, so that's pretty interesting. Uh, I think who was it? Um, Kevin Euclid and who else was it? Um, uh, we were talking about it. Yeah, I forget who the other one was. Kevin Euclid is a uh, coach for Team Israel. Oh, because really? uh, he, yeah, he's Jewish. Let me see if it's in this article. Yeah, uh, Ian Kennedy, Ian Kinsler. Ian Kinsler's the head coach. I think he's the manager. Yeah. It was two that just joined. Uh, Brad Osmus. Yes, it was Brad Osmus. It was Brad Osmus and Kevin Euclid that joined, which is pretty cool. Yeah, that's kind of cool. They're going to have a decent team, actually. They'll have an okay team. They're not going to be bad. Real world baseball. So interesting little funny tidbit. So Paul Goldschmidt plays for Team USA. He, I believe, was going to play for Team Israel, but he converted. So he's now Christian, Mm. I think. So he's not Jewish anymore, so he can't play for him. Hmm. Yeah. Yikes. Anyways, yeah, we'll we'll dive into a WBC episode probably the week before it starts. Just go real, yeah. yeah. Just deep dive into the mud on that. We one. need to do. Uh, we can do like some kind of like watch parties and stuff with that too. Yeah, we'll probably do a little bracket just... bracket challenge for it too. Oh, bracket. Do it on sure. Twitch. Um. Yeah, probably just yeah, some watch parties probably go on live Twitch. on Twitch a few more times. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, well, let's shift to. Uh, ironically, just said that. Just real, shift. real quick before we yeah. switch to that, I'm just looking yeah. at Israel's outfielders, Jock, Harrison Bader, and Kevin Pillar. Yep. Okay. <laughs> I think Kevin right. Kiermeyer. I want to say Kevin Kiermeyer possibly could play for them also. I could be wrong. Yeah, though. I'm looking to see if. I'm surprised uh, uh, teams are still filling out. I thought they'd be done, that'd be done by no. now. Oh my god, they could have. They could potentially get Max Fried and Alex Bregman. Yeah. Uh huh. Like what? Yeah, it's a good team. It's legit. Remember when they had Sam Fold, my boy, who's now the <laughs> uh, the actual you know he's the GM of. 
The Phillies. Uh, yeah, yeah, my GM of the Phillies, the Phillies. Yeah, the Phillies? I don't know why I thought yeah. it was a team in Florida. It's the Phillies. Um, yeah, him and uh, him and Davey D pulling all the strings. Um, but yeah, let's yeah. Uh, let's let's get back yeah. to these rules. Uh, we'll do a WBC episode up soon because we're all so excited for that. Bricked up for oh, yeah. WBC. <laughs> it's literally I don't. I don't why people know why people aren't more excited for it because like I am so freaking excited be, dude. for it. Some it's of the, the World Cup of Baseball. In the world all playing at the yeah. same time. It's, it's the, the baseball, World Cup of Baseball. No, it's the yeah, World, Cup, World of Cup of Baseball. Yeah, World Cup of Baseball. baseball. Yeah, because yeah. Olympics is different. It's all junior players. You can't have pro talent. So that's true. Yeah, I've heard um, that. So yeah, defensive shifts. So these are the actual rules. I'll run them down. So they're banning the shift effectively. So it's going to be. Four infielders must be within the outer boundary of the infield when the pitcher's on the rubber, so no hard left no shift the with the press. second baseman out in right field. Uh, yeah. Infielders can't switch sides, so you can't have a shortstop in the second baseman or shortstop and third baseman switch, so the third baseman goes to the right side, shortstop holds. Um, uh, uh, so a team can't reposition its def- best defenders on the side of the infield where the batter's likely to hit it. Uh, if infielders are not aligned properly at the time of the pitch, the offense can choose an automatic ball or they can pick the result of the play. So it must be a challenge kind of situation where you can challenge it. They'll review so I'm it. assuming they let the play go through. Yeah. Yeah. And then they finish the play. And then if a guy hits a home run and they're in violation, they can take the home run. Yeah. So it seems like it's reviewable. They could be like, yeah. oh, we think that we think the second baseman was a foot out on the outfield. And then they can probably just review it on, on video. Yeah. I feel like that's going to slow the game down. Yeah. Uh, that, though, I feel like if they do it correctly, because you can do that with technology just like they do VAR in, in yeah, soccer where right. it's automatic, I don't think that you really – it would take very long. You honestly could probably do that completely robotic and wouldn't even need an actual review. But, like, then what's what's the criteria for that? Because, like, in soccer, right, if, like, your fucking big toe is past the line, you're considered offsides, yeah. right? I so imagine. is it the same thing for baseball? If like the tip of your glove is across the line, then you're considered in violation. Well, that's the thing is they have to like well, because I think it says uh, in the rule. I think it said the entire like the player has to be entirely in the infield. So, but I think I mean I got to imagine like I, I'm assuming it's feet. Like you can't be standing. Yeah, it's not like soccer where you're running while it's happening. Although, yeah, here's the thing, right? If it's when the pitch comes, put it as the uh, guy. Let's go with the ball. Let's say could a second baseman time a run. Over. Second baseman yeah. could time a run into the hole basically when a lefty comes up. <laughs> yeah, because it's uh, see some weird you, shit. You might happening. see that happening. Because it just says when the pitcher is on the rubber. So theoretically, as soon as he releases, you could. That's moving. weird. That's so weird. Uh, so it said, and then it says this rule does not preclude a team from positioning an outfielder in the infield or in the shadow out, shallow outfield grass in certain situations. But so it does prohibit four outfield alignments. So basically, it's just rules against the infielders. There's no shift violation against the outfielders. So you um, could see makes sense. it happening where someone, oh, this guy's dead. Pull, okay, pull, like dead pull left, yeah, pull left fielder just, and move center fielder over to left and move right fielder to center. You could see those kind or, of or, shifts happening. Well, or if, yeah, like a normal lefty, like you do a right. normal shift. Yeah. Yeah, you just pull your, you'd have the left fielder come across. Yeah. Or you could even just have the right fielder come in, center to, left, center to right, left to center. Yeah, it'd be You're interesting. See a lot more of those. Yeah, uh, and then the last one is just um, bigger bases, which I'm not opposed to this, um, especially when you've seen some like pretty ugly injuries, like um, mm-hmm. 
who is it? Um, who is it that Manny Machado need the shit out of on the Brewers? Um, oh, I was thinking. I can, I can picture him. <laughs> I want to say Avisael Garcia, but that's not who it is. He's an outfielder. Um, but yeah, there's some ugly about. plays coming across bags. Um, guys getting like coming across with their hand out and getting like their their wrist stomped on or something like that. Like just weird plays where uh, a couple extra inches of base would prevent injury. I'm completely cool with this. Yeah. And it's yeah, I mean, it's, really it's have 15 too much of an effect on the game it's more just a safety yeah, thing. 15 square inches to 18 square inches. It's not like yeah, it's, it's a doubling the size of the base. No. Um it just so, gives yeah, the player saying, more more area to step on basically. It could have a little bit of an impact on stolen base success rate cuz you have an, more of an area to slide to. Yeah. Yeah. Well, which, everything which I'm not that's fine combined. because stolen bases are down so much. Yeah. Uh, and stolen ba- stolen base is one win. of the most exciting plays in baseball, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. So, so the thing that's that's interesting about it is the the change creates a four and a half inch reduction in the distance between first and second base. Interesting. So you're getting an extra four and a half inches. Yeah. Which that's a whole fingertip, right? That's a lot of the time. That's the difference between being out and safe. Mm-hmm. And with the so, disengagement rules. Uh, another thing that they touched on in this too is uh, a lot of a lot of times guys overslide the base mm. that gives you an extra four and a half inches on the other side, right? So That's true. Well, no, it would be yeah. two and a quarter on the other side, but yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. But still, that's that that makes that's a big difference. Of... Baseball is a game of inches, man. Yeah. It makes a difference. But I don't hate it because, like I said, I feel like. Like uh, oh, I don't stolen hate it bases have it. been eradicated from the game, and I I love to see a, just an awesome stolen was, base. I don't know, it's it's exciting. You're just gonna see Danny fucking Burgers stealing bases now. I'm running over here like he's running with a fucking wheelbarrow. <laughs> That's a big man stealing a base. That'd be so scary. here's the question, right? So like you know how uh like the Yankees back in the day, you see their old lists and like shows their home run list. And next to like Maris, it shows the star. Cause he hit those home runs during 162 game season. Do they put a star next to a guy? If all of a sudden in five years, something, some kid comes out of nowhere and breaks Lou Brock's or not Lou Brock's Jesus. He was Lou Brock. Uh, Ricky Henderson stolen base record. Like, do they put an asterisk next to him? Like, wow. Well, and that's like, it's kind of the same thing in football now too, right? Not to kind of switch the subject, but they have a whole extra game, and like the hottest topic right now is Justin Jefferson breaking Randy Moss's receiving record for right. the Minnesota Vikings. He's getting a whole extra game to yeah. play, right? Like basically the same concept. Well, I think, and You're I think these- to, to me, it's totally fine to just say the sixteen game record or the seventeen game record. Right, like yeah. Justin I, I Jefferson holds the seventeen game record. Randy Moss holds. You the even just say the modern seventeen game record or whatever. You know I what I mean? Just like, gonna say I, like eras, these, era uh, records. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. With these records now, you almost need to split them up into just eras. So yeah. like, oh, this yeah. well, this because era, theoretically, this, this it's going to be now. it's going to be a lot easier to steal bases now than it was. Yeah. yeah. So you could see some. What is Ricky Henderson's like? It's like it's over a thousand, right? Over a thousand stolen bases. Let's see how many stolen. I want to say it's like. I want to say it's like a thousand eighty or something. One thousand four hundred and six. Holy shit! What was Lou Brock? 
How many stolen bases does... Let's delete this. Lou Brock have. Oops. Might help if I spelt right. <laughs> Lou Brock. Brock. Yes. It's my favorite. He has 938. Wow. And he's second, so I think, right? Wow. Yeah. Uh, it's Ricky, Ricky was different. Uh, also one of the greatest bat flips of all time. Uh, just the coldest. He did the one where he bat flipped and went around the catcher. <laughs> like, it's so disrespectful. <laughs> but you're asking to just get plunked the next time you come up. Um. Well, see, I think th- those are the three main rules. Shifts, pitch timer, and uh, disengagements, and uh, base size. Those are the, the main ones. I know they tested a lot of it. I said, I don't think that they tested the disengagements in the minor league last year, I don't believe. They might have, but I don't think that they did. Yeah, I'm Everything sure. else, and I don't. they didn't test shifts either. It was basically just pitch clock, I believe, that they tested in the minors. And, and bigger bases, sorry. Um. But yeah, it, sh- it should be interesting. I think you're going to see a lot of the game change, like different strategies and stuff, which I think is cool. Yeah, I don't have a problem with it. I mean, so. Baseball essentially created a new era of baseball just for rules changes, which is fine. I think I mean, every sport yeah. has that. So just yeah. as long as you're not evolving, really. I was kind of, I was kind of really against it at first, but the more we talk about it and the more stuff comes up on it, I'm like, okay, well, could actually be good for the game because we're. I don't want to say we're we're not old heads, but we grew kind up of on are. the game. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I think honestly, the thing that has crossed my mind the most, especially with banning the shift, I just think you're a, a ve- like a super athletic shortstop is more valuable than ever now because the shift isn't there because it, yep. it, you can't cover up ground, you can't hide holes in their defense. Like, especially like a singular shortstop, you can't hide the holes in their defense. So. I think you're going to see a lot of shortstops just making like insane plays. And I, I think, think that also, see... what's that? No, go ahead. Finish that. Oh, I was going to say, I think it also is going to lend to the idea that you're going to have a lot more second basemen that are shortstops. You're going to have a lot more yeah. second basemen that are very good athletes, just like the Red Sox have Trevor story. That's actually probably what you're going to see a lot more is like very legitimate athletic second basemen because you're virtually a second shortstop now that there's no shift. Yeah. Batting average, too. It's going to go, yep. It depends, though. If if teams figure out a way to work around it, to make it work, if they change the pitching, how they approach hitters, uh, if they do bring in, start bringing in uh, an outfielder into that hole and shift outfielders around, I think you could totally see teams doing that, especially like the A's. Um, I could totally (laughs) see, or the the A's and the Rays, I feel like are teams to do weird shit like that. Cheaters! Be a team like the Rays that does it, and then everyone's like, "Oh, hey, that works. Let's do that." They were the first yeah, ones to shift. Joe yeah, Madden was the one who modernized was, the shift. What I was going for is, I feel like you're going to see an uptick. Maybe not this year, but as we go along with this in outfield assists, you're going to see a lot of outfielders throwing guys out of yeah. first base, just because of that. Uh, yeah, just because of that position. Yeah, still. that that short fielder. You're right. Yeah, you're gonna see Danny Danny Burgess again <laughs> lacing balls into right field and getting hosed at first base by thirty feet. The best one ever was uh who is it? Um Sean Casey hits the liner to third base and the guy yeah, jumps and he, he, it. It. he turns around towards towards home and then Took the regular comes in, bare hands it and hose pieces of left the first. fielder. That's what I mean. It left was fielder, left field. Well, yeah, because it was over the third baseman's head. But um, hoses him. Hoses him. Yeah. Oh, it's classic. It's so good. You're gonna see a lot of weird shit this year, but I'm all for it. 
Yeah, I, like I said, I, I, I think, um, and I also think that baseball does have enough integrity that if some of these rules re- result in like too much of an egregious change, that they'll go yeah. back on it. Yeah, um, I think enough people will bitch and complain about, it, especially the owners. So, uh, yeah, I think uh, it, it should be interesting going forward because I think, like you said, it's going to change the game. But I think ultimately, I think it's just going to make it more interesting. I think you're going to see more exciting plays. Um, yeah, ultimately, that's it. More exciting plays, more exciting situations. And as a baseball fan, I'm here for it. Oh, yeah. You guys want to do some trivia? Yeah, yeah. We're, we're starting right. a new BLB segment. We're going to do a little little trivia at the end of every Yepi. We got two days today because it is the second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, All right. The Cubs have never won 100 games in three straight years. True or false? I'm going to say true. Never won 100 games in, in three, three straight years. years. Yeah. I'm going to go false. I'm going to say true. It is true. Yeah. Winning 100 or better four times in five years from 1906 through 1910. <laughs> it was a long time ago, okay. but they did it. No, a very long time yeah. ago. And I was going right. to say, there's a good chance to be false because if you don't win a World Series for 100 years, there's probably not a lot of 100 <laughs> game season, 100 win seasons in there. Right. What else we got? <laughs> With number two. This one, it's a multiple choice question. Which of the following players won the won the MVP award three times and finished second four times? Okay. Very specific. Yeah. Okay. Six players. Yep. We'll just go one by one. Stan Musial. Uh, okay. Bill Willie Mays. Okay. Ted Williams. Mm. Mickey Mantle. Mm-hmm. Albert Pujols. And Mike Trout. I want to say it's Albert Pujols. It can be more than one. Okay, so I think Albert Pujols is one because I yeah. believe he's won three MVPs. Um, I want to say Pujols and Mantle are the ones that stick out to me for some reason because I think Teddy Williams only won two. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Pujols and Mays. I don't know. All right. It was Stan Musial, Albert Pujols, and Mike Trout. Trout finished twice. I knew he won three. I didn't think. I thought for some reason he never really finished that close, but interesting. I knew Pujols was one for sure. Um, It's interesting. He's got one on that one. We'll take it. He's got one. I have him written down. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, I think that kind of wraps us up. for uh, for this epi, I think uh, maybe uh, maybe we'll do a little BLB stream tonight, possibly a little, uh, little MLB, a little co op, something like that. Cam's um, too cool for us, and he's going to watch the Winter Classic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stinky. Cam imagine, doesn't like us. Imagine uh, having a baseball podcast and watching hockey. Gross. <laughs> Idiot. Could never. Um, but yeah, so we'll uh, maybe do a little stream tonight. Uh, Keep an eye out on the airwaves. We'll put out some tweets and whatnot. Uh, thank you again to uh, to all the people that have been watching. Um, appreciate you sticking with us. Appreciate you that we uh, through some uh, Twitch networking. I believe we brought in some new subscribers. Uh, Shout out, Nick. Yeah, so so we uh, we got some new heads coming in. Um, we appreciate everybody. Uh, if you can drop likes, subscribes, follow us on Twitch, uh, all our socials. Uh, 
We appreciate it. And we are working on merch. So uh, hopefully uh, at some point uh, soon we'll have some updates on that and we can start pushing some some BLB threads. Uh, you guys got anything else? No. Happy uh, winter meet. Three weeks, year, boys. 2023. That's right. So you're the Bush League boy. It's the year of the Bush League yeah. boy, and it's opening up with Red Sox winter meetings, uh, which we'll probably do some Twitch live streams there. You could do a little IRL oh, streams from the phone. Sure. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe a little uh, little restaurant beer, see if uh, maybe we run into John Heyman. <laughs> uh, probably not. Hey, John, fuck you, bud. Oh, I also like I to uh, beat Abraham. I like to call out on my my boob bomb of the week um, when James McCann was traded to the Orioles. Bob uh, Nightingale tweeted out that it was Brian McCann, thirty nine year old <laughs> retired catcher Brian McCann. So uh, <laughs> sh- shouts out, shouts out, boob, uh, uh, boob, the the man of the people. He is the people's champion. Um, but other than that, uh, I think uh, that wraps up BLB number nine, uh, and we'll be coming at you again back to regular scheduled programming. Uh, Next Monday, the 9th. 9th. Yeah. So, all right. We gone.